Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My, My Ship, Ship Story. <laughs> God, that was terrible. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am excited to bring to you Stephanie Elaine Samuel today. And she's going to have some great stories. I know she's excited to be here. We're excited to have her. She has sent me 13,025 photos. <laughs> 15, 15 down bites of her singing and all kinds of stuff. And we've talked about five times a week. So uh, I can't wait to get to her. But first, let's check in with Brad and Eric and see what's happening in the, their neck of the woods. Uh, Eric, what's going on? How's um, the cross spaces? I am sore all over today. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We had an inspection today. I had to get all the dogs out of the house, clean the house, get all the dogs out, and then went to see a couple houses where we might make an offer on, but ended up deciding not to. So the house search continues. Brad, what's happening? Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I got absolutely nothing. I've done nothing since yesterday, so pass. Huh. Well, okay. Well, I got to, I got to, I, I, I just, before all of this happened, um, about an hour ago, I went to get some pizza and stuff and I got to, I got to, I got to mention, this was really funny. This young kid that was helping me at, at the pizza place that I go to, he's like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, Hey, yeah, I'm just here to pick it up. I got to get back on a podcast. And he's like, Oh, really? Well, what kind of podcast uh, do you listen to? And I'm like, well, no, we do one. I tell him the whole story. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't. I go, do you listen to podcasts? No, no. Uh, I listened to one called, it was something murder. It wasn't my favorite murder, but it was something murder or gore, or it was a, um, like a gore podcast. <laughs> and I go, oh, okay. So you Halloween fan and you gore fan. And he, and it's like, I caught him something like he just had this dead stare going, I don't know if I should answer or not. Not really. You know, I'm not really a big fan of like horror movies or anything. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there's, you know, my friends listen to this one called My Favorite Murder. And that's, you know, uh, they tell stories about murder and, and what ins and outs and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got to check that one out, too. I go, okay. So you are a fan of it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could say it's a, it's okay. Well, I don't know, but you never know who you talk it to. I just thought that was funny. Like, no, I'm not a fan, but but that's the only one I listen to about gore. So there. So yeah, that's that's all that's uh, happening with me. Other than I uh, get to go so film exciting. for the next three days. It was exciting. All right, moving on now. Well, let, hey, let's jump in and bring Stephanie in and uh, start the show. Stephanie, Elaine, Samuel, nice to have you. Great to finally meet you. And, it is so uh, nice to, to meet all of you. Thank you. I'm ex welcome so excited to, the show. to be here. Yes, welcome. Thanks, Brad, Eric. I will uh, tell everybody that I came across you guys inadvertently. Went back on Facebook after five years because my mother passed. And I figured I should put her tribute video up on my Facebook page because that's what you should do. And I put my blood, sweat and tears into it. So I was very proud of it. And I thought, well, okay, I'll put it up. I I had left five years ago because of all the political BS, but I just, I, I didn't have the time. I didn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I just did not have the time for it. But I came back because of my mom. I just somehow stumbled upon you guys. And I was flipping through and seeing if there's anybody I knew. And I'm like, there's no carnival people. What's going on? Like, carnival? Hello? And so I'm flipping and I'm flipping and I'm flipping. And I see this one talking about the Academy Awards. And I almost slip right by it. 
And it's my former boss and former castmate, Roger and Marie Blum. I instantly was, I have to listen to this right now. It didn't matter what I was doing. I had to stop and I listened to it. Not only is the format of your show awesome, but of course, Marie, I adore her. What you're doing is so cool. And I said, I need to be a part of this. So here I am. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when you were digging through these, what was your first impression of the the podcast? Other than was Marie's the first one that you listened to or did you sample here and there or? Like, well, I, I, I heard a, I heard a little bit, but I, I thought, OK, so here's these middle aged dudes <laughs> totally, totally digging on what we because because I'm a middle aged broad. So I'm like, OK, so I'm listening to it. and I'm like, they're talking about the coolest time in all of our lives, even though mm-hmm. I have never met you. It felt like I knew you. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Awesome. Because there's that's great. There's there. It, well, there's just something about it. It's it's. Uh, it's a, a kinship across the across the board, really. Um, when you think about it, it, doesn't matter whether you're with Royal Caribbean or Cunard or Carnival or you know whomever. It's just, it's like, oh, oh, you're shippy. Okay, I get it. Okay, we you know, are it's family. <laughs> but you don't have to do any explaining. Almost, you know, it's it's just because the other people get it. And I was like, okay, so these are like three. American dudes, all right, or possibly Canadian, but I thought, okay, they're American, and um, and then so I I had uh, become friends with Scott, who now I consider like a lifelong bestie. But <laughs> I said, so what do you guys do? And and he was telling me what you know what you did on the ships, and I thought, you know, I just I don't know, it's just it's just such a cool concept, and I love it, and I love it, and I love it, and I love it, and I even recommended it to a couple of other people from uh my carnival days give us an idea of what you did before ships and and how you got on the ships i was born into theater my mom was working backstage pretty much when her water broke she was a director and did props and set dressing for theater and stuff and my father was an actor and so i grew up in the theater and uh i was never one to shy behind my mother's skirt, so to speak. Shocking. Jazz hands. Shocking, I tell you. I know. You have, <laughs> um, you know, jazz hands everywhere. And I just grew up with that. My, In fact, my best friend and I grew up in Gross Point Theater together. Our parents, our mothers were best friends. They died a month apart. Uh, they were best friends for over 50 years. She and I have been best friends for almost 50 years. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was in that. My mom opened a bookstore. So I was working in my mom's bookstore after school or rehearsing in the show choir because of course I did show choir and then I graduated and I went to Eastern Michigan University and I realized I didn't I knew everything kind of that they were talking about in the makeup classes and costume and I'm like because I grew up in it so I knew all of these things I felt it was redundant this is kind of what brings me to me reaching out to you because that's the first of, of several things I would love to share with you. But I, I did want to want to tell you about me. And so, and my name is Stephanie Elaine Samuel, and this is one of my ship stories. After retail management, I, I was there and I was working and managing a clothing store. I was doing community theater, and then there was an opportunity to do the same show as an off-Broadway 
national tour. And it was it was, it was a Kander and Ebb show, like, you know, all lies of music. And when I was done with that national tour, I decided to take the chance. I thought, am I really going to do this? And am I going to make a go of being a professional music theater performer? Both my parents backed me up. It was, I mean, no matter what I decided, whether I stayed in retail, because I, I was pretty good at it. I could sell ice cubes to Eskimos because my mother taught me how to. I knew I had the chops to do the performing, but I was always afraid of failure. Part of that's because I hadn't been diagnosed with OCD at that point. Now, looking back, it totally explains my need for such perfection from myself. I, I needed everything to be so precise, every foot, every note, everything. So I started driving from Detroit to Chicago. I was going every week and auditioning because there wasn't that big of a market in, in Detroit for professional theater. Around what, like what year was this? My tour was April of 1994. So anyway, so I'm driving back and forth from Detroit, staying at a friend's in Chicago for three nights a week. And in my third week, I was offered two separate gigs. And I thought, oh, and one was a musical called The Star Spangled Girl. The other was for production singer for Carnival Cruise Lines. Keep in mind, I had done one four-day cruise with my mother and my sister when I was a sophomore in high school. I mean, that's all I ever knew about cruise. Was that also I had No, actually, it was on the Oceanic, which then you had the premiere in the Oceanic. Yeah, yeah. Doing, that was my uh, first cruise. Stuff. That was really? my first cruise, the Big Red Boat. Yeah, out yes. of uh, or, uh, Orlando. Uh, yeah. Yes, and the, and it was the four. We did the four day and then the three day for Disney. What year was 19, it that you? Oh, the cruise um, yeah. was in nineteen eighty seven. Okay, pretty close. So, so I had no idea what would be entailed or what I'd be getting myself into with this whole production singer thing. So the audition notice said it was a Broadway style show, and of course I'm like, well, that's me, and you know, and I thought, well, I could travel, and that's kind of cool, and so. I went to the audition in the third week of doing this back. I drive back home. The day after I get home, I get two phone calls. And one was the producer from The Star Spangled Girl. And it was going to run for eight weeks. Just about two hours later, I get a call. That's not from Roger. It's from uh, another guy. And he offered me the job right there. I accept it. I would love to. Yeah. And then he starts riffing off. All sorts of gobbledygook telling me different things I needed to get. Oh, by the way, you also have to create a Las Vegas uh, one-woman show with you and either a six- or 11-piece orchestra. What? You, yeah. Did, they, did you oh, have yeah. charts or anything? Or did Hold they... on. So I'm, I'm sitting there, and I, and I had to create it from scratch. It's called The Midnight Special. And my mind is swirling. I'm like, okay, well, of course I've got you know, sheet music for piano because I know how to, you know, play and all, you know, sight read and all that. I didn't have sax or trumpet, you know, any of that stuff. And I'm, and so I'm like, my brain's like going like panic, 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 panic. I'm like, what did I just say yes to? And I, again, the passport and I've got to get big suitcases because I'm going halfway across the world. Don't forget, you're going to be flying to Helsinki. And I'm like, Helsinki, like Finland. Helsinki, Finland. And oh, by the way, you're due in Vegas in three weeks. This was May 24th. I, I, I'm, I'm almost, I'm really close to the date, but it was approximately three weeks. And so it was going to also cover over Memorial Day weekend. I had to come up with an expedited passport, charts for not quite sure what songs. This is in addition to, of course, the two huge Las Vegas style production shows. Am I going to bail? 
right now and say, I'm sorry, that's too much for me, or am I going to take a leap? They needed a female production singer, and that ship was going to leave Finland in July. And it's I so thought weird. That, like, like I, I've never known a brand any... new ship. Yeah, but I've never known. You know, usually you get a, a, a production singer or whatever. You go on with the cast and you sing and stuff. And after you get right. used to it, then you break out to your own shows. But I've never heard of anybody come on with a load like that and have to be well, in Vegas. Let's just say that that guy. I don't know if it's because of the predicament I was put in. Rose to the challenge. I found someone that I had worked with over at Gross Point Theater, and he was able to give me some skeleton and so that it could kind of be filled in. It was such mayhem for three weeks. And I got on that flight on June 14th and I flew to Vegas. Now this is my first time going to Vegas. I had never been to Vegas. I go to New York every year. I know big crowds, blah, blah, blah. I'd never been in Vegas. So of course, you know, I'm getting like rubberneck looking all around. Like this is so cool. (laughs) I <laughs> uh, stayed at the Flamingo Hilton. I thought that was pretty neat. Then I went the next day to the vocal director and music director's house. Awesome studio. One of the coolest guys I've ever known. His name's Nick Thorpe. I'm sitting here with this seasoned male production singer. Worked for Carnival at this point, I think, five, six years at least. I'm, I'm almost positive. That was June 14th, 1994. Do you remember what happened on June 17th, 1994? Do you remember oh, well, a big well. white Bronco driving in oh, California? Yeah. I came downstairs from my hotel room. There was hardly anybody playing any tables, any slots. Now I'd been there a couple of days, so I kind of at least knew the ding, ding, ding sounds. And so I leaned over to some random dude. And I'm like, what's going on? It was the day of OJ's chase. You know, Every screen in the Flamingo is that I don't remember. I remember seeing that on TV. I must've been home on vacation or something. I don't remember, but I do remember when they announced the verdict and it was October, 1995, because okay. I was on a crossing on the sun Viking and the captain or the cruise director, somebody came over the PA and actually announced the verdict on the ship of what wow. was going on. Yeah. I was on the yeah. Monarch wow. and they did that. They did that, announced it um, ship wide in the middle of the in between the two shows. It was weird just to hear an announcement come over and everybody like you could have heard a pin drop. There's never a ship wide announcement like that. Something unless something goes wrong or something's bad. Right. And everybody's yeah. like really quiet. And they're like, we know that you've been, uh, you know, following the OJ case and, and the verdict just came, you know, you know, and the verdict came out. And then people was like murmuring, just like, we're like, OK, we've got to we've got to just we've got to we've got to put the show off another 15 minutes to let people get settled in and order more drinks. Well, I mean, again, for, for the younger crowd, obviously, no cell phones, news on ships was like few and far between. You know, it was hard to get information working on a ships in, in, in those years, it was slow coming. Right. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So that was, that was, I'll never, I'll never forget it. I still remember when, when that announcement happened. That was crazy. So Stephanie, so so take us like, what what was it like when you got on the ships? I get there, we land in New York, layover, layover, layover. We finally get to Finland. And what was it? This, this was the fascination. It was still in Helsinki, Finland in the shipyard. It was the coolest thing I'd seen. But in the process, I was having real difficulty enjoying the view that first day because they lost my luggage. Oh, that always uh, You know, I just, <laughs> you know, I knew I'm like overwhelmed. It, it, well, I say overwhelmed again. It's just like 
I was awestruck, let's say. I'm looking at this big-ass ship. And then there's another one right next to it. Because when they were finishing the fascination, the imagination was coming right behind it uh, the next year. So I believe one of the ships that I had sent you guys was of the imagination starting to be built. And you can see, like, the eye is drawn in. Um, it, It was really cool to see the two ships, though. Lost my luggage. But one of the most memorable days in my life. Don't even take, well, I don't have any luggage, just my carry-on, but he brings his luggage right up to the main, the palace showroom. I walk into those doors and I know I sent Scott this picture. There's a line, a chorus line of 16, 15 or 16 dancers. And they are practicing the dance number two, a chorus line. Yep, to one. And I'm looking at them. I never knew I could fall in love with 16 people at first sight, platonically, and all at once. And I your thought, cruise has just begun. We're still in Finland. And I just, mm-hmm. I, I stood there for about, we were, they were finishing up about 10, 10 minutes. And I just stood there watching. I thought, this is where I... Let me ask you this. When, when you guys are yeah. on, on the cast, when everybody's dancing, whether the singers and the dancers are, or either mm-hmm. or, and everybody, like the stage is full of most of the cast. Did you guys ever play like past the quarter where you're passing stuff? Every time somebody hits a line, you pass a quarter or a prop or something or, or never, never back that. to the audience and you're making googly eyes at somebody or that. Yes, that. W- oh, it was so fun. I, there were a couple dancers. I mean, just the wit and humor of some of these gals. Um, one of them. In fact, I just spoke with today on Facebook. Her name is Samantha Simmons. Now Samantha Simmons Phillips. She did. She did America with me. But every time, like if I'm backstage ready to go on for the next number, and she's out there dancing. She'd look and, you know, like, you know, a little funny glance or and just even a wink. It's just it was cool. But she never broke character, you know, when any audience member could ever see her. And I would do the same thing to other. You know, we, we would do that all the time because once you're familiar with with the show, you know, and you got to do something to entertain yourself. Yes and no. I guess that depends on the level of professionalism. Some of it is fun, like making a few googly faces but i would never ever even now ever jeopardize any kind of show i'm doing my chemical makeup but once i'm comfortable enough it's it just you it's almost like breathing so we're going down to southampton well of course like i said you know 15 of these 16 dancers were from britain and a lot of the uh, casinos and shoppies were from britain and And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to get in anybody's way because all of these dancers have one day to see their family. And, you know, I mean, in 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 our terms, it would be like somebody coming from the top of Ohio down to the bottom or, you know, or in Oklahoma, top of Oklahoma to bottom or Michigan. But I mean, then we're going to be over on my my side of the bed, so to speak. And I don't want to take away their one opportunity to see their family. So I went out, in fact, with a couple of them, met some parents, and then I just let them be with their friends and family from back home for that day. I remember saying, I have to have authentic chips, you know, crisps and all that, you know, it's just because I learned a whole new language. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you guys ever feel like you you could write a whole book about this whole vernacular that you never oh, I, I, I dated a, a, a dancer from england so you know aluminium um get pissed out oh aluminium yes oh yes like, who are you yeah right so where, where are you from 
Yeah, so one of my best best friends, she was a, a spa person from a Steiner. Yeah, she was a, a Steiner from England, and then mm-hmm. one of the guys that I dated was also English and another one Irish. So I, you know, you just pick all of that up. You hang out with these people, and you just learn this this, this second, almost like a second language, understanding of what you know how they say things and how they pronounce things, and it's it's just super interesting. Well, my I, one I thing I still can't get rid of is a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes, thank you. Because it's it, not it, a fanny it, pack, it it's Marie. a bum bag. Yeah. That's right. Because Marie Marie is actually the one that corrected me because I said something about fanny pack and she just about lost her shit. She's like, What? And so yeah. she, she explained it. Then we of course, you know, you know, it, it was such a gas and we we're laughing and stuff. But yeah, that was, I mean, things like that. Absolutely. It was and and some of the um, I don't want to say brazenness, but openness with with how some British people would just be able to speak their mind. I was, I had found my people because I've always done that my entire life. And I just thought, you know, these, these are, these are, were some of the greatest people I had ever met. And like I said, I still talk, I talked to one of the, one of the male dancers today, also on Facebook. And he met his wife who was an American Steiner, which is kind of weird because that didn't happen very often. She was a fitness. I know, right? Yeah. Well, she was a fitness instructor and her name was Polly and Khan. Khan was the Greek God because, you know, he was gorgeous. And and my mom's like, he's so soft on the eyes. I'm like, gross mom. He's like my brother. Let me ask you something. I I like to ask all the people that are entertainers because I just really enjoy, I used to go watch the shows all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. as as a purser, but so can you think of a time where something really wrong went on stage oh, um, yeah. while performing? So can you just explain oh, yeah. that a little bit about what happened? <laughs> One was in the crossing, but it wasn't really that bad. But we're uh-huh. rehearsing the Carmen Miranda number. So again, another one of the gajillion pictures that Scott said I sent was from the Carmen Miranda. And I had this headdress. I'm going to back up a little bit so you can see my hands. It was the banana and it hat. had all these yeah, banana hat, and it had all of these curved springy things. And you guys being Americans understand what Fraggle Rock is, yeah. you know, the little, the little puppets. So they looked mm-hmm. like they had a bunch of little fraggles on them. So every time I moved my head just a little bit, they all would follow and go. So I have to dance with this. So we're crossing the Atlantic. Damn it all to hell. Wouldn't you know, we're doing that number and it's a little choppy that day. And I've got these fraggles going on all over. I just left rehearsal with the entire head on. I'm running backstage. One of the male dancers, I grabbed him. He's coming with me. I'm in the middle of undoing the strap as I'm running. I barely made it to the bathroom and I freaking lost my cookies all over the joint. And, but that's the only time I ever got seasick was that time, but it was just getting used to that, the, the, my, my headdress, because it was so heavy. Like I said, I mean, the littlest move and the whole thing everywhere. How was it dancing or learning to dance while the ship is moving in heels? I mean, at that point, aside from the big fraggle hat, it wasn't bad at all for me. Two contracts later, I'm working on the celebration and what year are we in roughly now we are in 1995 so i'm on the celebration i don't know if you guys had ever heard the big fire in 1995 on the celebration this is not that story this is not that story 
Wasn't so that yeah, that was that started in the laundry or something like that. The yeah, that was an opening number of the show called Celebration. I know, very very, you know, intricate on <laughs> changing of the name. So I come out. I've got two of the male dancers dancing with me, and I was like, da, 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 da. you know, it's all like like ah, hey, <laughs> kind of opening number. So I have to walk stage left, go down five little steps, go around in the audience. Hang out, sing, 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 still singing, still singing, walking around the other side, go up the little five steps, come to the front, uh, hit your final pose. So I go over to the left. And of course, I know how many steps I take. And I always put my hand out for the for the railing because I know exactly where it's going to be. When I go to put my hand out and take my first step, all of a sudden I'm there and then I'm not. I'm gone. You couldn't see me. The ship lurched just in the same direction I was going. I was on stage and then all you heard was this like thud. And that was the microphone going right onto the floor. I remember I had a split second to think, am I dead? Okay, I'm not dead. You could stay down. I mean, all this thought like in like a millisecond, you could stay down here, you could get up. So nobody I'm, sees I, me. Right, exactly. So I'm like, and then, and then so I was down there on the floor and in one move, I'm like, ta-da! And then I just continue on. Then by the time I get to the middle of the house, meaning the seating of the theater for those non-theater people all of a sudden the power's gone in the balcony where the white coats you know the off all the officers wear their formals and they'd come see the shows at that point i was dating one of them so they would you know the big poop ton would come all of a sudden i see all these white coats go <laughs> leaving the theater as i'm singing and i'm singing out of the corner of my eye and i can't look because I got to sell this thing. No key electric keyboard, no electric bass. All you have are these and, and some live, some live horn and my voice. I'm trying to trying to sing over Joey, the drummer, and I've got to continue this number. And I have no fucking idea what just happened, but I got to sell it. Do it my getting my groove on, and I hit it, and then then you hear like this smattering like. <laughs> <laughs> the three people like, that get what are, are we supposed to clap like what happens now so of course there's no blackout it's just me so I'm, I'm just like i try to go like run off stage at this point my very dearest friend on that ship her name is allison short goddess and she was my best friend we just talked today on facebook as well she's panicking because she was in the fire of 1995. I, I had heard of it, but I didn't know really anything or how that would feel. And I come backstage and she's sitting there and she's like, oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. Oh my God, it's going to happen again. It's happening. And she's like, "What? what's going on? I, I said, I don't know. And then also we hear Jeff, the band leader saying, ladies and gentlemen, we're having some technical difficulties, but we'll be right back in just a few minutes. And here again, we're all backstage at this point now. We're freaking out. So finally, we, we hear Jeff booming his voice. No microphone, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, we will have to reschedule this show or we would love to invite you back for the second seating at 1030. Oh, my God. So at that point, of course, like Allison's gone. Down in the crew bar. She's freaking out. I go chasing after her. And I'm like, don't start drinking here. So I grab her. I take her up to my boyfriend's because he's staff chief engineer. So I take her up there. I'm calling down to the engine room to find out what the hell happened. Well, he comes running in. His He's got like black all on his dress clothes and everything. I'm like, and he's telling us there was a fire in the engine. That's they put place. it out. That's not a place you want to fire. Mm. No. Power came on about 
after we saw him about maybe 45 minutes. We got tanked. Allison and I got tanked in between the, the, the no show and the second show. I don't know how we got through the second show. We, it, I think it was pure adrenaline because everybody, the whole cast, they were, uh, because we didn't know what was going to happen. Did they ever announce to the passengers that there was a fire? on Yes, there was, there was a small, tiny fire and it happened to be near part of the power in the showroom and it has now been fixed. So they were, they were totally transparent. You guys are almost, but, you almost died, but we, we're good. Well, hey, uh, Stephanie, so, so, so we yeah. just got to um, maybe 10 minutes left. So give us uh, give us your last uh, uh, favorite story. Last story. Okay. Uh, on the celebration till 2 a.m. in um, San Juan. And of course, everybody knows Oscars. Remember Oscars in okay, San Juan? Was Anybody? Oscars? Was that up on the hill? It was a bar. It was a two-story bar. It wasn't too far up on the hill. It was just like maybe halfway up. On the left, it was it was like they had the pool tables in, in there. old San Juan. Yeah, but that sounds like the pool table place was upstairs, and yep. it was like at a square. And laser yes. was across the yep. way. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes, bingo, exactly bingo, bingo. We would all hang out at, at Oscars because it was so yeah. cool to be able to play pool, and it you know yeah. just like it was so much fun. I would hang out with a handful of the dancers, but I was more hanging out with the musicians, being a musician myself. You know, and so we would always all, you know, it's like me and the guys kind of thing. Aside from my ex-husband, I think that's, no, I, I take that back. I, I was also with another musician. Um, that was back in the fascination. Anyway, celebration, 2 a.m. We're leaving San Juan on our way to St. Thomas. I am now asleep in my then boyfriend's staff chief engineer's cabin. All of a sudden I hear this blood curdling scream. I am a deep sleeper, folks, but it it woke me like I shot right up and I hear this continuous screaming. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I knew exactly what it was. Jump out of bed, grab my robe and I shake my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, my God, somebody just went overboard. And he's like. You know, what do you, how do you know? And I said, I just heard it. And he's like, starts grabbing for his pants. He's like, run to the bridge in no slippers. Nothing but my robe. Thank God it was full length. Booking down the hallway right to the bridge. And I go running on the bridge. Man overboard. Man overboard. Not a hero syndrome. But I kind of felt like that was cool because what happened if I hadn't heard it? Who would have called it? But um, uh, did you hear a I, splash as well? No. Like a, dude, oh. Ten floats. Ten. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> no, no. I mean, just I uh, know. I just heard the people that were still up on. Oh, we're on Lido deck. So ten. Right. Ooh. Yeah, Lido yeah. deck. So we're on the 10th level. I just heard this woman screaming, screaming, screaming. Well, it turns out apparently there was a woman and two dudes. The two dudes were having a pissing contest over the side of the boat. And the one dude lost his balance. And he went in. He went right into the drink. Thank God he left. Shark infested waters, middle of the night, four miles from San Juan. He apparently was was very fit. He was early 20s. He swam to shore. He swam to shore? Yes, he did. Okay, four well, miles where, where, is a really long way to swim. Yeah. Four miles. Yep. He was treading and he obviously they were uh, inebriated, we'll say. I mean, I know, you know, you guys with your dicks, but, you know, it's like what's what sober dude is going to go right on the edge and have a Well, I have a hard time believing. I mean, I, 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 I believe you absolutely, but I, I just have a hard time Oh, you time can go right online. The, well, go I just right on, go right online into to- March 1996. <laughs> No, I, I'm just saying you fall 10 stories or you're not hurt or, I mean, who knows how you landed. 
I mean, right, you're, you're going to exactly. be hurt if you do it on purpose anyway and land feet first. But no, well, but, I mean, thing, get this: it's, an Ironman triathlon. An yeah. Ironman triathlon is only two and a half miles swim. And that's an yep. Ironman, which is considered like a crazy long distance that you have to do. That's kind of like the equivalent of right. running a marathon. And this exactly. is like a lot longer. Four which miles. Is nuts. That's got to no. take. Well, he, what, I mean, like, I mean, he had. He I mean, drifted the, right. He drifted absolutely. Too, they got still. him drifted the right way. But in, 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 again, middle of the night, shark no. infested waters. No. Dude from no. Ohio. Like, to me, yep. that is the worst nightmare to be yep. in the open ocean in the middle of the night. No, with with pitch black. Well, maybe the if the moon was out, but still super dark in the middle of the night. No, I know. No. And the dude lived to talk about it. And then, of course, you know, he blames, you know, the carnival. And, we need to find you know, that guy and get him on. <laughs> yeah, well, but, yeah, the dude lived to tell about it. But I will never forget hearing that blood-curdling scream from that woman running to the bridge in nothing but a robe. And I was the person that screamed man overboard to the people working on the bridge that night. That's yeah. that's really amazing. Because, I, I mean, all the years that – I mean, I didn't work that long, but in the almost five years – I don't recall ever there being a man overboard when while I was working. I don't. I mean, yeah. I, I've talked about it before. There was a couple having sex in a balcony that went overboard <gasps> on, on Princess. That ship <laughs> really? Had, yeah. The ship oh my god! Port. I remember. I can't remember. Wow. It was the Monarch or the Majesty, but it was one of those two. And we did. We did have a Mister Mob, Mister Mob, portside aft, and we were like, you know, you hear that in crew drill, and you're like, okay, that's never going to happen, just because you know who would be that stupid, or you know, what, whatever. The case, whether it was an accident or stupid, but one night in the middle of the night, you hear, you know, and you know it's three o'clock in the morning, and everybody's in their cabin asleep or at a party at crew bar, or whatever, and you hear Mr. Mob, Mr. Mob, portside aft, Mr. Mob, and they repeat it like three times, and you can feel the ship like they yes. jam on the brakes, and it's like yes, you know, and it's like all the power went out on the ship. Like you could hear somebody at the other end of the ship and got so quiet because everybody was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> right. like, and then, so of course, we're like, you know, still drunk, you know, running portside aft, looking overboard to see if we could see anything going on. You know, that was that. that it's wild. that is, but but Eric, I totally agree with you. That is like. One of those nightmare kind of things. Yeah. Man, gosh, I, I couldn't even believe that. Well, hey, Stephanie, so that about does it for our show tonight. So give us some last thoughts uh, for Stephanie. So how has working on cruise ships changed you, made you better? Oh. Well, first of all, oh. how long did you sail on board? A uh, grand total of four years from 1990, uh, okay. June 94 to June 98. I was on okay. four different ships. I'm sorry. All with Carnival. All with Carnival. All with, all with Carnival. I, I joked the other day with Roger Blum, actually. I said, I don't know whether to hug you or smack you. <laughs> I said, but no, for no matter what, I love you for it. Uh, it totally shaped me into who I am. When you think about how different things, one, one move, one choice changes the trajectory of your life. 28 years later, these people are still my family. And there are some Steiners that are lifelong friends. And oh, I thought you were um, going to say you would give some of <laughs> <laughs> No, um, some Steiners, some casinos, some shoppies that are lifelong friends. My casts, not mine, but the ones I was with, there is a kinship there that's like no other. 
And uh, when I retire in 26 months, but who's counting, I want to do, if it kills me, I'm going to do a transatlantic. You know what you need to do? You need to look up cruise planners and get a hold of Carolyn. And she was with us on Royal Caribbean, but she does, you know, she does cruise planning for all different cruise lines and stuff and have her fix you up a reunion cruise like that we did. You, you know, you guys share it and get it on there and have a reunion on the carnival of, of your original cast. And Eric and Brad and I have, uh, you know, we, we didn't see each other for what since the 90s it was I mean, like 20 years 20 years and we had a we had a first reunion actually through this through the podcast we eric and i had found out that on the on bringing out one of the ships that we rode in the same cab with a with a co-friend of ours at that's the, so cool yeah. the same night when we got in new york for the same for the first time but and didn't uh, even realize it yeah. until 20 yeah. years later yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is so cool, though. I but, mean, and and it's and did you and you pick right up from where you left off? Yeah, it's just yeah. like I mean, I it's mean, just like getting along with you. It's like every you know, we're we're like brothers and sisters, you know. It's, right. Well, like I said, if once a shippy, always a shippy, because there are certain things that unless you've worked on a ship, you you don't get it, Mister Mister Mob or the the boat drills or the you know the the two seating or what times the midnight buffet, you know, things like you know. My so favorite part it's, it's, is like when you talk to somebody and they find out that you worked on a ship and they're like, oh, what about this and this and or, or these Facebook posts, you know, put a check by all the countries or, or places that you've gone to and you check all of them. And, and you, <laughs> you tell these people and like their eyes glass over it because they don't believe you. And you're like, eh. and, you know, you just don't fill them out anymore because it's like, you know, only another ship person is, only a ship person is going to understand this. Right. I like whenever, when would I've ever gone to Helsinki, Finland, otherwise type of thing. So it's just, yeah. I mean, so many great things. So yes, it has changed my life and for the better. Well, Stephanie, it was super, super great to have you and listen to your Thank stories you. and your, your journey on the carnival days. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. And yes. I can't wait to listen Thank to more. And on. yes, you have to keep yeah. listening. Well, we'll awesome. talk to you, you later. Yes, absolutely. Have a good night. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Ciao. Woohoo. Awesome. Super friendly, super outgoing, had tons of stories and all kinds of good stuff. Oh, you can tell she's got loads of other stories. Yeah. Just that uh, getting into it kind of thing, you know, the new, the, the being on a podcast for right. the first time, just kind of, but kind of, all, you know, there's some getting into that, it. That she, was just start, is... she was just starting to roll. You just press play. There's certain people that you just like press play. And like, welcome. Go. Tell your stories and yeah. go. And go. Hey, everyone. The ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you'd like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!